0: Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and Culture, a PCM podcast where we talk about how to maneuver through today's hot topics while maintaining a grasp on our testimony and relationship with God.
1: And so here we are on the intersection of faith and culture. I'm Ted. That's Katie Smith there. And uh, uh, every episode, we just kind of, because we're both trying to raise our families, our different families, in, in the knowledge of God, in his will, according to his word. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes when you do that, you smack right into culture, into the intersection of, of what our culture is trying to tell us to do or not to do, or how to live, or how to, or how to think or not think. So uh, that's what we do here. We just try to walk through how God is encouraging us in our individual lives. And sometimes Katie and I agree, sometimes we don't on different things. But you know what? We both love the Lord, our families love the Lord, and so it's okay that we disagree on things. Um, Katie, good afternoon. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, Ted.
1: Did that kind of sum up, basically? Uh, did, did Do I need to apologize for anything from the last couple of episodes or anything? Never. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So where we're sitting at right now, the month of November, tomorrow is Election Day. We are recording this on November 2nd, and a lot of people are stressed out. A lot of people are freaking out over that. I'm not because I firmly believe God's in control and he's going to place in position the person that he wants to be there to lead us. That may be, for my opinion, good, or it may be not the person that I pick, but that's okay because God's in control and I'm not. Your thoughts, Katie?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm with you. You know, I got a, a concerned email from a family member who was like, you've got to read this. This is an open letter from some pope to the president and – you know, it was very alarming, and I thought, well, if I thought that that was all true, I'd be just as panicked. Sure. But I don't think it's true, and so, or better yet, um, is how is that affecting me today? And how will give how will giving that panicked email my energy? How is that going to help me today when it's about stuff that hasn't happened yet and that we don't know yeah. is going to happen? So. Sure.
1: Sure. Now you made a good point a few minutes ago when we were talking before we started this about how you really don't want everybody to vote. <laughs> Is it, did I sum that up right? I mean, you know, everything in the culture, Oh, you need to go vote. You go vote. You got the vote. Everybody's voting. The record numbers of people are voting, absentee ballots, you know, all this stuff. But you're saying, you know what? I don't know that I want everybody to vote.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when my kids were really little and I had no clue what was going on in culture and, um, I asked my husband what he was voting for, and then I just voted that way. Um, That was my default. But what if I didn't have a godly husband? What if I didn't have somebody that seriously cared about what was happening in our country? No, I don't want them to vote if they don't care about what's happening in this country.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people that I would say the majority of people in our country vote emotion. Or they vote their heritage, or they vote their, you know one, and believe me, that may be right. That may be the right thing to do. But they're not educated on the vote. You know Yes, I voted for President Trump. But I did my research. I've been able to watch him the last four years and I don't go by what Facebook is telling me and what other people are just blindly copying. I've been guilty of being, of blindly copying things and sharing things on Facebook and then somebody calling me on it and then me going back and looking at it and saying, Ooh, yeah, I shouldn't have posted that. That was not true or whatever. I've been guilty of that. Um, and so you're right. I, 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 again, I want everybody to be educated. I want everybody to do their research and I want everybody to pray most importantly on who they should vote and then to go vote. But people don't do that.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, it it really matters. It really, it makes a big difference. Like there are all kinds of things, you know, so I moved back to Tennessee from California about, well, less than a year ago. Um, so about eight months ago, right before COVID hit, and the laws that are being passed right now in California are absolutely insane. Yeah, um, Things like allowing, you know, sexual relationships between um, adults and minors. I mean, the pedophilia laws are being repealed right now, and they're pushing this stuff through very quickly. And I'm like, how is this getting approved unless... People are not educated about what is coming up on the ballot. They don't really know what it means. And so that's that's my biggest concern. I, I, I really take issue with people going on Facebook saying, you should go vote. You should go vote for two reasons. One, if they're not going to back up why they're telling you to vote with this is how I'm voting and this is how you should vote too. I don't want people to just go vote for the sake of voting. If I mean seriously, that is dangerous. That's what takes monarchies or um, not monarchies, democracies down, is when the populace is given the vote, but they're not educated, and um, we've been studying a lot of history lately. Oh my gosh, we watched a Napoleon movie last week, Waterloo. It's like the only movie on Napoleon. And I'm like, how did I not know who Napoleon was? They don't want you to know who Napoleon was. He did amazing things. And they don't want you to think you can do amazing things. Um, and, And that goes back to, I think, our belief of who we are in Christ, that Jesus died, not just so that we would feel bad on Easter, And feel bad that Jesus was born in a stable and be like, oh, that's so sad that our Savior died. It's like, no, he died to give us new life and to give everyone the potential to rise above and to be leaders in their own lives for the good of their own life and the people they affect, but also for the glory of God. It brings glory to God when we stand up for righteousness. So... (laughs) (laughs) here i go
1: (laughs) i've got the mute button if i need to so you just keep on going until i need to hit it
0: no that i mean you know i it it, i just feel like i'm learning so much right now Sure, sure i feel like i'm learning so much right now i'm going back over and saying is lincoln really who we you know why why was lincoln admired wait a minute how did the civil war start you know i'm right there wrestling with it i don't know if everybody's wrestling with this but I made a decision to not just go in at the beginning of BLM. I really went into this one camp and it was, um, it was an emotional decision. It was an emotional decision. And, (laughs) um, and then I started studying and watching what was happening. And I was like, uh, there's something very wrong here. There's something very wrong here, and um, I'm not sure that I could even still articulate all of it, but I haven't quit searching for answers. And when we come to voting, that's what I want. I want people to know why they're voting for what they're voting
1: for. What about the whole QAnon you know, that's out there. I've got family members that are head over heels in this. And you mentioned part of it about some of the, the pedophilia laws and those type things. And there's a lot of theories that are out there and a lot of things. I don't know if you've read up on any of that or heard any of that. I don't know, that what's that? Oh my goodness. yeah, It's it's too much to get into on this podcast because that's all the <laughs> podcast would be. Um, but it, it's, 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 it's at the whole, the whole country, media, celebrities, Hollywood, all of that are all against President Trump. And there's an underlying thing that's making all this happen and child sacrifices and all. I mean, seriously, it's some out there there stuff. I didn't uh, know
0: that was under that umbrella. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Big time, big time. And so I I guess what, and and to kind of wrap this up here real quickly and set it aside and we'll move on to Christmas. Um, But uh, um, when, when you think of all this here, The culture says, and you're hearing it from Democrats, Republicans, everybody, go vote, go vote, go vote, go vote. Yes, go vote. But pray, go vote. Study, go vote. Do your research, go vote. Don't just blindly follow, for Republican, Democrat, whatever, don't just blindly follow the person in front of you or the person who's been the loudest on Facebook or has gotten the most likes. Mm -hmm. You pray you ask God who you're supposed to vote for, who lines up with your, with, with what God has shown you and is speaking to you through his word, through his teaching and then go vote.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Would that wrap that up? You think?
0: Yeah. I mean, I still feel it in my chest, but whew, yeah, <laughs> I imagine I what our listeners are thinking, you know, and I, I hope that, um, you know, this duster conversation that is a This isn't supposed to stop here. This is supposed to prompt questions that grow our faith, that grow our understanding, that grow our questioning. You know, God is not afraid of our questions, and neither is history. It shouldn't be. Sure. So um, let's go there.
1: And get this. Every four years, there's a presidential election. (laughs) So we learn as we go. And and I guess, you know, years ago, I would have been all uptight. I I mean, I I look back to the last presidential election when President uh, uh, Trump defeated Hillary Clinton. I was up. I mean, I was staying up night. I was biting my fingernails. I was, you know, all this and everything. And, uh, and when when um, uh, President Bush defeated Al Gore and how that election stretched on and on and on and hanging chads in Florida on the ballots, I was all upset and all anxious. And then God's just kind of groaned me and groomed me to say, look, there's no reason to get stressed over it. I mean, I, know, I already know who's going to be in the White House in January, and uh, you just have to trust that even if it's not the person that I voted for uh, in this election. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me give you a disclaimer. On this episode of Intersection of Faith and Culture, we're going to be talking about some more of the cultural traditions involving certain holidays. And uh, Katie and I realize that there are families that include or refrain from certain holiday characters and activities. So we may have already chased your kids away by talking politics already, hopefully not you, um, but we don't want your children to hear some of these things until after you've had a chance to listen and decide if it's appropriate for your kids. Because as on the morning show and the radio station at J-103, we would never want to discuss something in front of your kids that we felt like we should have asked your permission first, okay? So I'm going to give you a second if you need to turn off the kids or turn this off and, and listen to it when you have a chance when they're there. But- um, Katie is a, a mother of two, correct? Yes. Two, uh, what are their ages? 16
0: and 18.
1: 16 and 18. I'm the father of three um, and a soon to be, well, she's 29, a 27-year-old and a 23-year-old. Um, I've been married 30 years to my wife, Amy, and you and Brian have been married
0: 20 and a half, 20 and
1: a half years. There you go. So um, family growing up, biblically conservative, liberal, moderate, how would you say?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> no to any of that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. My I was raised by a working mom. She's an amazing, amazing human being. She always uh, you know, would drive me to youth group, she would drive me to church anytime I wanted to be there. Um but as far as like biblical principles in the home, I I no. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you and Brian have have turned that around, a one eighty from that, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I got radically saved. Um, the Lord just made it super clear to me, uh, what, what was good and right and how I was going to go to life. Like I was suicidal really young. I was like on my 11th birthday, I I was suicidal. And so, um, the Lord just got a hold of me that year and was like, I'm going to show you the way to life, girl. I'm going to show you the way to life. And he did. And he's been showing me ever since.
1: Yeah. I was blessed to grown up, grown up in a, a, conservative christian family uh you know all my life but yeah we had fun you know it wasn't like the lockdown tied down conservative you know family but uh and, and my family's the same way um how did you guys maneuver through halloween that was this past weekend when we're recording this how did you how did y'all maneuver through that do you feel like it was god honoring the way that you all handled that holiday
0: um, so Ted, you know, if, and anybody who's been listening to our podcast knows my family is very diverse. So yeah. each family member has very different personality style and I, I make my own fun wherever I go. So, <laughs> so I had so much fun, <laughs> I've got this row of sunflowers that I planted like in August and all my neighbors were like, they're going to die. They're going to die. And I'm like, get away from me, you evil speaker. Yeah. And so I've kept these sunflowers alive and they're huge now. But then we've got the frost. Right. So I covered them up and the night before Halloween was like our first real frost in a while. And so um covered them up and I was like, ooh, I have Christmas lights. So I put Christmas lights underneath the um I used white tablecloths because I have like a million of them. And uh they look like ghosts. And I'm like, oh, oh this wow. is so
1: cute. I like this. So I,
0: I definitely had my own fun. My neighbors had a gathering outside and they yeah. invited me to come at the last minute. And then I got to judge the mummy contest. Oh cool. We watched some fun movies. Actually one was really creepy, but um The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. It was amazing, and then we watched kind of like an older movie, *Sweeney Todd*, and it was like, "Ew, that was really oh, dark
1: and wow. Did you see yeah. the new *Charlie Brown* special? It was called "It's a Rapid Test, Charlie Brown." Anyway, um, <laughs> that was uh, that was no. a uh, Jimmy Fallon tweet the other day. So, um, but anyway, yeah, we we hit we handed out candy is what we did, like we always do at the house. There, we had a few less kids than what we usually do every year, but all the neighborhood kids came around. But usually, we have kids that are. Trucked in, you know, oh, brought in trailers and stuff. We do, we do, and uh, I have music playing outside. And the the Tweed family, a, a great family, a godly family, lives across here. They have like I don't know, twenty eight kids. No, they're not really. There's like five um, that are homeschooled and a great kids, great, great family. And they all went as the Ghostbusters every year. They're a theme. They Gosh. had a stay puff marshmallow the little baby was slimer and uh and then the other kids were the ghostbusters and so i had my boom box set up outside and when i saw them coming i hit on my phone the ghostbusters theme you know for them to come hey, by and so, your
0: house next year yeah yeah come
1: on by we yeah. gave away almost all the candy we had and uh, um, uh it, it was great all right um what were some of your favorite annual family traditions growing up around the holidays
0: you're so funny, Ted, because you keep asking me about, like, annual traditions. Our annual traditions were that we didn't have annual traditions. Okay. So every year was different. And so it's yeah. like, oh, what, what was my favorite thing? Um, there was the year we got a kitten, and she, like, decided to live in the Christmas tree. That oh, there was you hilarious. go. There that you was go. a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> my mom's birthday is right before Christmas. So um, as an adult, I loved throwing parties for her. And so that was, like, my favorite thing. Her birthday is December 20th. I really oh, love cool. their- for her right before Christmas yeah this theme you know and the house all decked out and everybody's in red and beautiful shiny things that they're wearing it's just
1: a lot of fun so growing up for me the Thanksgiving one we'd get up every morning my brothers and I and we'd watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade which will be virtual this year be kind of weird but you know more I think about it it's always been virtual for me I've always watched it on TV but anyway (laughs) um so uh we're going to do that. And, and, you know, we usually have cinnamon rolls or something for breakfast, just something easy, uh, and so we don't ruin our appetite. And then we would always go to my Aunt Virginia's house. She had this big uh, house in an older part of Louisville. And we'd go over there, and all my cousins were there. And we'd sit around the kids' table and play trouble and, and uh, you know, all the board games and stuff. And then we'd have a big dinner. And my parents would threaten me and my three brothers on the way there that we're only allowed to have two dinner rolls. Don't eat the whole basket and don't play on Aunt Virginia's steps. She had these big steps that you know in the house and and uh we always we go across the street and play flag football or hide and seek around the old there's an old uh i think it was an abandoned school i it, i never saw kids there but uh so we play around that and things and then uh so that was thanksgiving for us and christmas great uh, had an awesome time at christmas too so um what about for your family now do you all have some traditions or things that you all try to make sure you do every year or they just happen every year it seems like with your family
0: Um, Well, it's really interesting. Like when our family decided to be in full-time ministry, um, that was a culture shift in our home. And prior to that, we had been um, just really fearful and poor. We didn't make a lot of money. We chose to homeschool. We made even less money from that. And so we, and I didn't know how to make money online or I had a lot of fear and it really, it dictated what happened in our home. And so Um, you know, one year we had the pastor's family over for, for Thanksgiving. And I actually love that they're a huge family. And it was a blast. Like the mom to this day, she's one of my favorite best friends. She lives in Sweetwater. And um, anyway, that was beautiful. But when we, when we decided to step out in faith and get into ministry, we were like, if God really owns everything, let's test him on that. If God really owns everything, let's test him on that. And we started having people over like crazy and like the food multiplied, the bills still got paid. I mean, we didn't pay off any debt, but but the lights stayed on and it was a miracle every single month. And so, you know, this year is our first year out of ministry in seven, eight years. And so... It's a lot of new traditions. I have no idea what Thanksgiving's going to look like. You know, we're, we've been really working hard on our health this year. So we're less likely to get COVID. But, you know, my husband's recovering from lupus. And so yeah. I wonder if that's true for a lot of our listeners. So this is a very strange time where there's a lot of unpredictable circumstances. So one thing that came to me, though, is um, I can choose to create the culture in my home every single day and bring that into Thanksgiving. So what that looks like for me is. Yesterday, you know, instead of everybody going in a different direction making their own food, um, I was like, uh, I'm going to make something. And my husband has gone to help his mom with something. She broke her hand actually this past week, and so he was going to go help her. He's going to be gone for a while, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this meal special instead of just being like, yeah, there's leftovers or whatever. Go help yourself. I made a big spaghetti dinner with you know French bread from Costco, and they, Costco has amazing. I mean, just anybody who needs ideas from Costco, just let me know. I've got a bunch of them, but it was so sweet. And then the boys and I sat around and we talked about something we hadn't talked about in ages. And that was what it was like to come back from the Middle East. Um, And that was a a time that just tore us apart. It's been three years and we're just now recovering. So I just want to say to anybody who's listening that if you've been through traumatic situations and they are still holding on to you, you're still not over it. That I just want to tell you that like God sees you, and he's still working,
1: yeah, that's awesome. My family will it's it's a it's one of my favorite holidays of the year Thanksgiving is. But it's the most laid back, the most chill, the least planned. Um, now, Amy may say differently as far as the meal goes because it is the most involved meal. Um, I'm going to be smoking a turkey this year since my kids bought me a smoker uh, back in uh, for my birthday. So that's going to be different. I've deep fried that bird. I've fried, you know, we've roasted the dirt, the bird in the oven and all that, but we're going to smoke one this year and see how that comes out. But it is, it's just a, we're all together. The family comes together. Lauren will be there. Chipper will be there. Amy's mom will be there. Me and Amy, uh, Trevor and Olivia will be up from Fort Benning. They'll have to kind of share with with her family, you know, back and forth. So they'll probably have three Thanksgiving meals that day or two. But uh, anyway, um, but we'll have a, a, you know, it's it's just laid back and chill. And then officially, According to the morning show with Ted Rules, you can put up your Christmas lights and your decorations and all that. Just don't turn them on until after the turkey has been eaten. Oh, I
0: have to disagree with you, Ted. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. Now you can I put it all
0: on. <laughs> if you
1: turn them on before the turkey is eaten, What's going on? as soon as they're on the house, they're you're, on. <laughs> you're in violation. You're in violation of the morning show with Ted Rules. Hey, listen, um, you want
0: to trade lives? I'll do that. Because basically,
1: <laughs> what you're saying is, I don't need to be thankful to God for anything. I'm just going to jump right to Christmas. Halloween, trick or I, treat, I, I, put the pumpkins I, away, let's go to Christmas.
0: That's really judgmental, Ted.
1: Uh, well, that, that, that's Thanksgiving. You know, it used to be we didn't do Christmas until the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's when right, Christmas started pushback going down.
0: I'm going to give you some pushback because here's the thing. Um, last year we were given this huge box of Christmas lights. Yeah. And we haven't had Christmas decorations in years because mm-hmm. when we moved overseas, we gave everything away.
1: Yeah.
0: And we didn't have the resources to buy more. So for us, putting up Christmas lights is looking at what we have and truly being thankful and saying, this is a joyful thing. Let's let's enjoy what God's given us. This is a very different way of looking at it where you're like, obey the rules. I'm like, this is what we got. Let's thank God for that.
1: There are few exceptions. And one of those exceptions, one year um, there was a family in my neighborhood, friends of ours, and their son was in the Marine Corps and he was stationed over in Okinawa and he wasn't home for Christmas. And his first time away from the family for Christmas, he was coming back in like April or May. They kept the Christmas lights up on the house. They didn't turn them on, but they turned them all on when he got back that weekend. So that way they could celebrate Christmas with him. That's wonderful. That would be a given. That would be a, that would be a pass according to the, the rules there. But, I, you know, is it possible to to decorate the tree, to to have all the gifts under the tree, to be doing your shopping and everything, and then just kind of squeeze Thanksgiving in there in the middle of that—is that possible?
0: I think it's totally about where you're coming from. Um, we 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 do like one present for a family member.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So we don't spend months Christmas shopping. That's not how right. we do it. Right. And and I'm not saying that I represent everyone, but I I do think that there are people in our culture that. I mean, we've, we've chosen to be very moderate in our Christmas gifts since we got married. Like our families would go nuts for Christmas and kind of Jesus was an afterthought.
1: Right. Right. And
0: I think, you know, I have a friend, she was like, I didn't set up a Christmas tree for 15 years because the Lord told me it became an idol in my heart. And I was like, wow. Okay. And then, you know, the year that we were given the Christmas lights, we were given a tree and all the decorations and we didn't even have them the year before. And so it was like, wow this is fantastic let's decorate you know because we had nothing else so you know I think it's really important that that we think about like okay let's be grateful for everything everything what does it mean to be thankful every single day and not just um at Thanksgiving and Ted I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked that Thanksgiving (laughs) is relaxing for you because I think for a lot of moms, it's one of the most stressful oh, yeah. holidays there is. There's sure. so much cooking to do, and the kids, and everything. And um, a couple of years ago, I ordered the Christmas dinner because yeah. I, I, this was so funny. We had we did have a tradition of having like 20 to 30 people over every Thanksgiving when we were you know running a ministry from our home, and uh, we came back from the Middle East, and we got a couple a uh, couple called us. That used to know us and before we had moved away and they said are you guys doing Thanksgiving this year and I was like "Uh, no (laughs) I'm tired (laughs) I don't have the energy I don't have the budget I don't I'm I'm not but I could hear the disappointment in her voice and I knew she didn't have anywhere else to go so I called my husband I said how much is in our bank account and you know he told me and I said that's enough for three complete Thanksgiving dinner meals from such and such grocery store. I'm going to order them right now. And so in less than a week, I pulled off, we ended up having, oh my gosh, there were at least 17 students there. All these people from our church who had nowhere to go, they came. Yeah. And so I was like, Lord, you know, you knew I was tired. You knew what I had as far as resources were. And you stretched them to meet the needs of those around me. That is so beautiful. I could just cry. It's like really sweet. And so like, I'm trying not to think about Thanksgiving because I'm like, what if it is just the four of us? Yeah. You know, and that'd be so sad. My mom just had to move her ticket. She was going to be with us for Halloween. We do, we try to do all of our holidays with her. She's the most wonderful, sparkly person in the world. And she's just amazing. I just love her. Anyway, she's in San Diego. And so um, she had to call two days before her ticket. Mm-hmm. This was, She was going to fly in on the 29th. And uh, she said, I just got a call from a friend, her roommate was with somebody who's tested positive for COVID, so I can't come. And I was just devastated. And so, you know, I'm I'm starting to think, like, you're forcing me to think now, Ted, how am I going to make Thanksgiving special? Even if it, what if my mom's, you know, flight gets canceled again? How am I going to do this? And you know, it's not like we're so afraid of getting COVID, but we're not prepared for a major disaster. Our family's just not prepared for that. Sure. If anything goes wrong, it's like, it's a big deal for us. And so, um, yeah, so just keeping that place in my heart that trusts God every day is so important. Having that time where I just do something that fills up my soul is my anchor. It is why I'm watching the world around me go nuts, yep. but I'm not.
1: Right. Right. Well,
0: for that I'm so thankful. I still have my miracle journal from 2018 when my husband was diagnosed with a an autoimmune disease, and I write down every day if I if <laughs> I say that. But some nights I fall into bed and I'm too tired to write anything. <laughs> but I try to think of at least three things to be thankful for every single day. Yeah.
1: And again, that's what the whole the whole basis of Thanksgiving is to me. Thanksgiving is that season of time that we have set aside to be to focus on being thankful to God but the way that our culture does Christmas it's like that gets lost and now the way that our culture does Christmas has expanded and expanded and expanded up it just absorbed no, no you know Thanksgiving now it's absorbed November now it's over i mean when was the first time you saw a christmas tree this year august you know oh. september <laughs> When was it that you saw him out there? It's like, oh, whoa, hold on. With the Christmas trees at Costco last week.
0: I was yeah. like, ah, Christmas trees. It's like,
1: it's like you know. To me, everybody forgets that period of Thanksgiving because we're so fast and such in a hurry to get to Christmas, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a, uh, a, a I'm not a grouch. I love Christmas, and, uh, um, and in fact, I am. I'm one of the most favorite Christmas loving people after Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving, flip it on. Let's go. Let's move forward. Let's spend these thirty days. I mean, I've because of what I do here at the radio station, I've been listening to Christmas music for two months now, getting ready for Christmas. Uh, we wow. we have you just have to do that. That's when all the the music comes out. And you have to start planning for that. Um, but to me, this month, the month of November, because Christmas is crowding it in. Every single year, it gets more and more. And to me, Thanksgiving is less and less every year. Um, again, that's just me. That's just the... And, and, and I hear what you're saying about how for most moms, Thanksgiving can be really stressful that day and, and having the, thinking you have to have the perfect Thanksgiving meal with, with all the pretty decorations on the table and all that. We don't get into all of that. I mean, Amy will say... What do you want for Thanksgiving? Okay, let's smoke a turkey. What else you want? You want uh, sweet potato casserole? Yeah, okay. You want pecans or marshmallows on it? Let's do both. Okay. Uh, what do you want, Chipper? What? You, okay, macaroni and cheese. All right. What you know? So we'll kind of pick those things, but we don't spend all day long, you know, cramming over that and being a b- major stress. It's, it's like, like a- what we would normally do for dinner. Maybe a couple extra dishes, you know, type thing. <laughs>
0: Your your Thanksgiving sounds really chill.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, we <laughs> I wanted it to be about that way. Printing out recipes
0: two weeks ahead of they're, time. There
1: like, no oh boy. No, 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 no. How am
0: I going to feed thirty people? <laughs>
1: there there have been times in the past where, and again, the last couple of well, last several years, I made a commitment that I was going to push away from the table before I got sick, because there were years, multiple years, where I would just eat and eat and eat until. Oh my goodness! I wish I had my stretchy pants on, you know that type thing. Sure. And uh, I, you just get sick. You get dinner like, why did I eat all that? You know. Yeah. And you're a whole <laughs> lot better if you just step away from the table before you get full. There's leftovers for a reason. You can always come back later and eat some leftovers. Um, I'm limiting my calories anyway to 1,853 calories a day. Um, but so again. I, I don't want to gorge myself over Thanksgiving because I don't think I don't think that honored. That definitely doesn't honor God. You know, God, thank you for giving me so much food. I'm going to get sick. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Um, But I don't know. Uh, I always cut up with people. I have a, 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 a fun feud with those same great neighbors across the street from, me. I was telling you about the homeschool kids over there because they want to go ahead and put up the Santa stuff and all that. I'm like, no, you need a Turkey. I even gone and bought a, a blow up Turkey balloon and put it on their mailbox one year, you know, that type thing. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> it's just fun. Well, i tell you what, Katie, let's save Christmas for next month. Uh, we'll jump to Christmas and talk about that. And I'll give that disclaimer for the third month in a row. Uh, uh, over over Christmas and uh, and we'll talk about that. What else? What else is on your heart, on your mind that we need to talk about this month? Ted? Yes, I'm here. What else? What else is on your month that you'd like for us to talk about this year, this month?
0: Uh, I do. I do have to say that my favorite turkey recipe ah. came from Walton Brown.
1: Yeah, Food Network.
0: Food Network absolutely love I do if I'm doing my own turkey I brine the night before I do a turkey bath we joke about how the turkey's getting a bath we joke about there's this whole ceremony with the candied um what is it candied ginger and you know all the whole cloves and whole cinnamon sticks and whole bay leaves it looks really like a little kid's backyard soup is what it looks like (laughs) (laughs) but it's really good
1: oh yeah (laughs) I will yeah. I will inject the turkey this year. So I'll get the needle and all uh I'll put probably some kind of Creole butter or something in there, and I'll inject the turkey. Let it oh. sit there overnight long, and then I'll put it on the smoker that morning and mm-hmm. uh, and smoke it and and go from there. And I'll probably fill it full of fruit and things to get that uh, the juices and everything inside the turkey to make it moist and everything. So. Yeah, we'll I'm go from there. i I have your address. So. Yeah, yeah, come on over. You know where I live over there, and uh, we'll have sweet potatoes, probably half with marshmallows, half with pecans, and uh, uh, a little or- the secret to good sweet potatoes is a little bit of orange juice when you mix them up. Ooh. It gives you that tangy taste to it there. It's really good. Oh, we good. also will do uh, – um, I'm not big on stuffing or dressing or anything. My grandmother used to make these little dressing balls where she'd make the, her dressing, and then she'd roll them up in the balls and bake them. Like that, I used to love those, but uh, I just, yeah, I'm not just a big stuffing turkey person. Uh, bring on the vegetables, you know, any of the veggies I love to eat.
0: I can't believe I almost forgot to tell you about our our pie fiestas.
1: Yeah, our, tell us about the pie fiesta. Is, we
0: do have a regular tradition. What am I thinking? I've lost my mind. It's 2020. Our family's tradition is pie making. Okay. I don't know how I forgot this, but we we do it for Thanksgiving, but we carry it straight on through to Christmas. My and I, I have a lot of brothers. I have five half brothers and one stepbrother.
1: Oh, there you and go.
0: the only time where everybody came to Thanksgiving all at the same time, I was like 15 years old and the women, this was very interesting. This was in the mid nineties. All the women stayed up all night making pies. We made 14 pies and then we got out the sewing machines. And we started sewing aprons and I don't know what we were doing. It was craziness. It was complete pandemonium and so much fun. But now everybody lives all over the country and mm-hmm. everybody has kids and now the kids have kids. So it's a little bit harder to do, but pecan pie is always an essential. When you said pecans on the yams, I thought of that. And then apple pie, my grandma's homemade apple pie, oh, man. a recipe from New England is the best. And then somebody always wants a mince meat, but I'm not. A
1: yeah, I don't a times. And,
0: and nobody likes pumpkin but me. So I will make a, I'll just buy the Costco pie. It's like cheaper to just buy the pumpkin yeah. pie, cut one slice out of it, give the rest away. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have pies? Are uh, you a pie? OK, my,
1: my favorite dessert of all time, mm, one of my favorite is peanut butter pie. I oh love That's not the peanut butter pie. pie. There's That's a uh, not pie. <laughs> there's a there's a restaurant up in uh, uh, near <laughs> Brian College called the Screen Door Cafe, and they make the most incredible peanut butter pie. It's fantastic. Uh, derby pie. My mom like, used to make yeah. a derby pie. It's like a chocolate nut pie. It's um, not pie. And uh, oh yes, it is. Look yes. it up. Look it up. Um, I'll not- do apple. I like <laughs> apple. I like that too. I love strawberry pie. Um, <laughs>
0: Okay, this has yeah. got to be a Southern thing.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know. It is, um, where
0: all, all these pie desserts are like, yeah, basically a candy bar in on a plate.
1: Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, um, let's see here. That's that's kind of Christmas red red pie. velvet cake, um, ch- chocolate covered peanut butter balls. That's that's a Christmas thing too. We'll, we'll hold on to that for uh, for uh, for Christmas time. We'll okay. talk about that. I'm trying to think of what else for Thanksgiving, uh, sweet wise that we have. My daughter's the only one that really likes pumpkin pie. My wife loves a good pecan pie. Um and uh, and so she'll either like you buy one or 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 make one there. But yeah, l- th- listen, if you're wanting to get into the pie fiesta thing, look up a good derby pie. Good derby pie. Well, yeah. and
0: Brian, my husband loves peanut butter and chocolate. It's like his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. His birthday is coming up and I I try to always make a pecan pie. Some years I don't, but um I make them from scratch. You so. said he
1: likes peanuts and and chocolate. But and yeah. so you make him a pecan pie right. think about that for a second
0: well so you're speaking into my marriage now
1: too. <laughs> i'm just trying up. to help just trying to help <laughs> we'll come back and we'll talk about christmas and baking christmas and everything who needs uh, uh, sarah lee when you've got katie smith here we'll talk about that next month uh, uh, as we jump into christmas and get that all going for us so katie have a great thanksgiving with you and your family or Go ahead and fast forward to Christmas if you all want to and turn on the lights. Just know that you're in violation.
0: Offer you, Ted. Keeping you up at night. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Intersection of Faith and Culture, a PCM podcast.